0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. And good Monday to you on this uh, June the 27th. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And uh, joining us in studio is Steve Crampton. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Tim. Nice to be here. Steve, uh, we invited Steve to be on at least for the first few minutes of this program as he is a uh, uh, constitutional attorney and we uh, he works for us here at AFA in addition to works with Abraham Hamilton closely in addition to... You have you worked for Thomas More Society. Yeah, Thomas More Society, and uh, of course, worked for our AFA Center for Law and and, and
2: policy. Policy.
1: It's uh, been a few for, years for too. many <laughs> years. Yeah. Anyway, Steve Slice's work basically has been involved in religious freedom, constitutional law issues. So we got big news to. Uh, there's so much to talk about. We are going to get to what happened with the Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. overturning on Fri uh, Friday which was uh, monumental. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But we have breaking news because the Supreme Court made another awesome uh, decision uh, uh, and are they, they announced it this morning, right, Chris?
3: Yes. Early today, uh, or earlier this morning, I should say, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three in favor of a high school football coach who was fired after kneeling at midfield to offer a quiet prayer of thanks following games. This is Coach Joe Kennedy's case, which has been playing out for almost 10 years now.
1: now this is out of the state of Washington? It is. <clears throat> okay, Steve, what
4: happened in this particular case? Tim, this is another case in a long series. We've had decades of these where – Working for the public school and being a believer, you basically uh, kind of turn in your uh, card as a Christian to be able to say anything religious, do anything religious. In this case, Coach Kennedy would come out after the high school football game was over, walk to the, uh, the middle of the field, bow down and pray silently on his own. And over a period of time, students started coming and uh, voluntarily joining him alongside and it led to the school telling him, "You can't do that. You're we're violating the Establishment Clause, right? We're we're establishing a religion by you being out there on the fifty-yard line." And so, uh, over a period, excuse me, you're interrupted, you, but I just say this: yeah, post game, post
1: game, post dressing room, yes, for the players, and and it went, went on his own, on his own. Okay, I just wanted people to know this: he isn't- is
4: off duty by that point. That's, what, that's Basically, my point. Basically, he's off duty. That's exactly right. This is. No question, it's his private religious speech. Nevertheless, it ultimately led to the school terminating him because he would, at one point, turned around after being uh, on the way home and went back because he felt guilty after the school had chastised him that he hadn't lifted up prayers to the Almighty and went out there in the middle of the field after basically the lights are out, you know? And this
5: wasn't wasn't showboating on his part. This is not showboating. This is a man who... Uh, I think had a tough life, came to Christ, was inspired. I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago by the movie Facing the Giants. Yes. And he just, he just wanted to express his true religious convictions and beliefs yes. about humbling himself before God. Got fired. Lose, got fired. Get
4: fired.
1: Got fired, but his case is going, this is in 2015. So the United States Supreme Court ruled
4: what today? Today the court ruled. Absolutely wrong to fire the man. This was private religious speech, and the Establishment Clause cannot be applied to squelch and censor that private religious speech. And that is so huge. As we were talking before we went on the air, in 1971, the court had ruled in a case called Lemon against Kurtzman and became uh, known as the Lemon Test, that that's how you analyze uh, Establishment Clause violations in the context, for instance, of a public school. And in that case, what they uh, established by the test was the reasonable observer, which, of course, is a mythical character. Uh, if the reasonable observer thought by the, his action in this case that he was either uh, it was the primary purpose or a, a, an effect of his prayer, that there was somehow an endorsement of religion. That it violated the Establishment Clause. So there was a kind of collision course between the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause, which follows immediately in the First Amendment. And what the court today said, so refreshing, opinion by Justice Gorsuch, that they're really not in uh, conflict. The Establishment Clause must be read in harmony with the Free Exercise Clause. And what you do, rather than using that crazy lemon test, which is really a, a... disguised thinly veiled hostility to free exercise you must read the establishment clause by reference to historical practices and understanding in other words how have we handled these in years past and of course allowing private religious speech even by a school teacher is by no means the establishment of a religion. Can can you just explain for our listeners a
5: little bit when you you mentioned the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause? Let me just go ahead and briefly read Read it, it. and then you just explain what this means. So the First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting
4: the free exercise thereof. So the reference to religion is the same for both of those, and yet our cases in a tortured sort of fashion have read them, even the definition of religion was different for the establishment clause than it was for the free exercise clause. How can that be? I mean, it's totally illogical. And again, in my view, and I think in the view of most constitutional scholars, it has resulted in decimating the free exercise of religion. It was almost a joke, the free exercise clause. And here we have reinvigorating Properly, I think the way it ought to be interpreted.
1: So, Coach Kennedy wins his case and uh, six-three uh, fashion, and uh, this I think is going to stop a lot of the discrimination yes. against Christians in public schools and other religious people too, for that matter. Yes, uh, it, this was not uh, he, this. Was, they, they the coach was not making it compulsory for any of the players uh, on his team to come. To midfield and pray with him after the game and they said you, you, you can't so this is refreshing now let's uh let's go to Roe versus Wade uh, uh, the overturning Roe versus Wade Chris this, this was announced on Friday it right was, yes what do you what kind of report you got on this
3: well um, in in a uh, some called it a 5-4 decision some called it a 6-3 opinion feel free to share whichever one you want to there uh, but the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Mississippi and its abortion law. This is the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization right. case. And in that opinion, uh, Justice Sam Alito said what pretty much we all thought he was going to say based on that leaked draft to Politico that Roe v.ersus Wade shouldn't have been decided the way it was. They overturned it. And since then, we've had a whole lot of people weighing in. Many of them are excited. Other people like Joe Biden, not so much.
1: <laughs> Roe versus Wade overturned. Uh quite frankly was skeptical, Steve. I would ever see this in my lifetime, if ever it would happen in the US uh, in, in at the US Supreme Court level, but here we are.
4: Honestly, I, I still get choked up to right. talk about it. Right. It's just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Forty-nine years. So as a friend of mine pointed out, we're in the Jubilee year, y'all. Ooh. I mean, this is the Lord's year. gift of a Jubilee in our in our lifetime. Over 63 million children devastated, destroyed Mm -hmm. as a result. And it's really just wreaked havoc on First Amendment and and constitutional rights across the board. I mean, like a bulldozer through the legal world. And Christians in particular have just been under uh, the thumb of the pro-abortion Lobbyists in
1: the world. All right, let's uh, not to go too much into history, but I do think this is important to point out. Uh, first of all, let me just say, praise God. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. Praise and, and, God. And, and, and praise God Almighty, because abortion, <clears throat> folks, bottom line, you got talk all the constitutional questions you want to. Uh, <clears throat> killing an unborn baby in his mother's womb is a sin. That's spiritually speaking. It's immoral it's it's against uh uh well it's against nature yes. okay to destroy unborn human life in the mother's womb so um that's the the, the bible's clear okay? yes. human life is created by god and and man has no right to rip the limbs off uh the baby in the womb mm. to to kill it okay so that's what we're talking about here I just want to make sure we understand because a lot of people want to frame this in terms of choice yes. or our health care decisions they want to make it sound innocuous yes. or or uh, <clears throat> sort of academic mm-hmm. uh, no we're talking about a baby uh, in the mother's womb. does it have a right to life or not
4: now <clears throat> okay, let me address to the six to three versus five four yes. Yes. thank you strictly speaking, it was a six to three decision because Chief Justice Roberts, by concurring in the judgment, in the final determination, gave the win to Mississippi. It's five to four because only five of those majority six justices voted to completely overturn Roe and Casey, which I believe is absolutely the right decision. And let me, let me speak to that yes. too. One other thing about the, the sinfulness. There's no question it's sinful. But in the wake of Roe, the brokenness in our own society as a nation and in individual lives, the, the people that have participated in abortion, many of them thinking because it's legal, it must be moral, mm-hmm. right? Is just incredible. You know, the lives out here that have been the families torn apart, really. So there's so much healing that needs to be done. But one of the things that Alito points out, I mean, Frankly, it is an incredible legal decision to read because he dismantles Roe from the very start. They couldn't determine which constitutional textual provision gave ro- rise to a right to abortion. They claimed it was somewhere in uh, no less than five different clauses. They never would say which one. They said it's Who's part of the, the, the Roe majority decision? in 1973. Okay. And so they said, well, it's part of a right to privacy, we think. And then in Casey in 1992, 20 years after, we actually had a five-justice majority to overturn Roe. And at the last minute, backroom kind of negotiations, they got one of the justices to flip. Susan O'Connor, wasn't it, to flip? Actually, I think it was uh, Kennedy that flipped. Okay. Um, Anthony Kennedy? Yes. And what they ended up saying was it wasn't even in those five provisions that the Roe court, Said it was. It wasn't really a right to privacy. No, it's it's found in the Fourteenth Amendment liberty interest, right in the due process clause, and so they kind of dismantled much of Roe to uphold what they called was the the central holding of Roe. So, you're listening to today's
1: issues on the American Family Radio. Today's issues—the name of this program. If you want to watch on the internet, go to YouTube or Facebook and just type in today's issues. Today's Issues, and you can watch us live video stream, the show there. We also post the stories that we talk on our Today's Issues Facebook page. So uh, just just to review, sure. what what happened? Uh, the the United States Constitution says that if uh, a, a subject is not addressed in the Constitution itself or the amendments to it— that In the text. In the text— that the decisions of uh, of of given uh, policies uh, remains with the states, I, I, I the Tenth Amendment. Generally speaking, I
4: tortured that, but huh? Generally speaking, but there are exceptions. So the, the Liberty Clause, for instance, okay, which is where they they claim to find the right to abortion. If there is a practice, for instance, parental rights, deeply rooted in our nation's history and tradition and a necessary part of our concept of ordered liberty i mean we would probably say parental rights are constitutionally protected wouldn't you say yeah but there, uh, well, it doesn't explicitly if, if, say that in the text
1: yeah but if it isn't everything falls apart but abortion's Correct. different thank uh, you abortion is abortion is not mentioned in the constitution at all and in fact prior to 1973 abortion law had always
4: been left up to the states and Most states outlawed abortion when the Supreme Court discovered this right right. somewhere hidden in there. But what Alito pointed out in this opinion is, they argued that it was rooted in our history and tradition. But they lied. I mean, the history set forth in the Roe opinion is falsified. So what you have, you know, President Trump coined that notion, or at least it came out of his presidency. Fake news. Right. Roe gave us fake history fake precedent and fake law they basically fashioned a what would amounts to a statute with all the tripartite you know different uh, in the first trimester you can do this and the second trimester you can do that and the third trimester states can prohibit it didn't even ruth bader ginsburg say that it was a bad decision yes that it was bad poorly, analysis
5: yeah poorly poorly decided
4: and behind that y'all probably know this but the woman who served as uh, Roe and then in the companion case, Doe, those two women both came out and exposed the fact that the attorneys even lied about their factual circumstances. So the entirety of Roe v. Wade was built on lies. Yeah, the, the women weren't actually pregnant, were they? No. No you
1: know what? Uh, we, this is a this is a monumental, monumental uh, moment too. in our country's history. Monumental. And now, uh, people will have the right through their elected representatives in their individual states to uh, uh, weigh in and set policy as it reg- as it re- as it, as it has to do with abortion. <clears throat> and in many red states, as we've already seen, uh, they've said abortion is no longer legal. Yes. In our states, I could list those states here. There's been eight or ten of them yeah. in the last uh, 72 hours that have had trigger laws yes. instituted. Um, <clears throat> so, And in blue states like New York and California, for example, abortion law will not change. There'll be abortion allowed. Uh, I don't know how long they allow in those states uh, up, up, until varies, what point, yeah. uh, up until what point. Here's the thing I want to talk about, fellas, for just a minute at least the 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 pro-abortion they call themselves pro-choice the uh the the political left in this country they're having uh a a moment of rage a a couple three days of rage this this is all going to dissipate pretty quickly in my view because there's just not any momentum for it there's not any fuel for the fire so to speak it's a uh, but but they are having their moment of outrage at the Supreme Court and uh, lashing out at Christians and, and so forth and so on. Um, but there's really, I can't, Ed, you comment on this first. Uh, I can't exactly understand what they're protesting uh, because, number one, the abortion, w- w- these people are protesting basically in liberal cities and liberal states that abortion law is not going to change, so they're going to be nothing's going to change for them. Secondly, for the people that are spray painting or or throwing, I don't know what Molotov they're doing. Molotov
4: cocktails and,
1: and, and a few, not very many, as far as I can tell. Crisis pregnancy centers. The the people who go into the crisis pregnancy centers, the ladies who go in there, uh, are go in there voluntarily, right? <laughs> Nobody's uh, is being drugged into a crisis pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. They're going in there because they're looking for help. Maybe they don't want an abortion. So uh, I, I'm not so sure. What is it that the left and these pro-abortion people are out? What are they protesting exactly?
5: Well, I, I would say what's, what's at work, what appears to be at work uh, here is there's a certain percentage that are virtue signaling. Okay, so you have actors and you have – rock stars and you have the you know celebrity a lot of the celebrities wanting to let everyone know which side they're on okay they they know they're not going to change anything but they want to be seen as being on the right side of this issue and in that in their mind and the, celebrity culture by and large that means you're in favor of abortion there is also a percentage again i i'm just this is just as observation i have no way idea what these how these percentages would fall out but you do have a radical element in our society that simply looks for opportunities to burn down things uh or to uh, to you know to burn crisis pregnancy centers or to spray paint i saw a couple of examples of things that were spray painted with the uh, anarchy sign with the a and the circle these are anarchists these are uh, radicals these are marxists who hate America and want to overthrow it. So any excuse to light something on fire uh, while they're wearing black masks and black garb as a revolutionary vanguard, they're going to do it because there's nothing they can do to overturn the Supreme Court decision. That was part of the frustration of the pro-life community since Roe versus Wade. But what the pro-life community has done for the last almost 50 years is try to figure out constructive ways to make their case. And if if the left wants to do that, that's part of what our country's all about. But if you're just going to burn things down, you are going to work against your your movement. Same same thing, remember, uh, the pro-life community had some of those moments too where there were people who were advocating violence to uh to combat abortion. Okay? They, you know, there were pe- there was, a, I forget the guy who shot an abortion doctor. Kansas. Yeah, there, there were those. And that, that didn't help that, that worked against the pro-life movement. So what the vast majority wanted to do is we're just going to be on sidewalks. We're going to offer counseling. Yes. We're going to po- pull, you know, po- uh, po- you know, politically change laws, change judges. Yes. Uh, work through the system. That's right. And, and that, now
1: that, that, that has uh,
5: borne fruit
1: yes. in a great and mighty way. And uh, also, uh, we need to, uh, President Trump needs to be thanked
0: mm-hmm.
1: because he followed through with his commitment to uh, put pro life judges on the uh, yes. Supreme Court and on the federal bench. In fact, I, I made a I made this comment before, and this is a I don't know what you call this a backhanded compliment. I'm about to give President Trump, but uh, when he committed uh, to uh, pro life justices on the Supreme Court. He didn't know any better, uh, by that. I mean, he didn't know he shouldn't do that. Okay. But he was an unusual character who said, who didn't care uh, for better or for worse, uh, who didn't care what, uh, the professional political, uh, pundits said you should or shouldn't do because you, you know, the conventional wisdom is you shouldn't say publicly, you're going to promote pro-life justices. You just should let that an open question and he made that commitment which i think that is a re- one of the primary reasons why really? he got the support of the christian community in overwhelming numbers in 2016 which allowed him to beat hillary clinton right now, let me just say this so i commend president trump for falling through with his promises during his presidency let me just say this too <clears throat> had hillary clinton been elected president mm. ladies and gentlemen mm. none of these None of these decisions would have happened. In fact, it would have been uh, we would have grown Steve into an even more hostile yes. country for Christians in a great way. That's why I, I always had a problem with our fellow Christians who says I can't you can't support Trump and you can't vote for Trump and uh, you know you're going to lose your 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 Christianity or your witness And I was uh, I would say, well you, so you want Hillary Clinton. And and that's a more pure choice, right? Right. Of course, they would have probably said, no, I don't want her in either. But But, uh, it was a binary choice. It was one or the other that was going to affect the federal bench for decades to come. So your thoughts on that, Chris? I mean, uh, Steve? Absolutely.
4: Um, Think about this. I would argue from the mid-'80s until now, every presidential election has to some extent been about Roe v. Wade. Every Supreme Court nominee since Robert Gore in a top five issue. That's in the back of the minds of many of us on both the left and the right. Congressional elections as well, because without holding the Senate, even if Trump were in office, if the Democrats had the majority, he would not have had his nominees confirmed. So the enormity of this issue, and frankly, working with AFA back from the early 90s until now— we sweat and and work very hard we lobbied for frankly chief justice roberts and for sam alito's nominations right. uh i mean the work that has gone in to getting to this point is enormous yeah. just enormous let me also uh
1: commend uh, this is me i'm uh, mitch mcconnell senate majority leader because had he not blocked merrick garland
5: true yes
1: from being appointed to the supreme court under the obama Mm -hmm. was the obama administration Did he not uh, yet last year had he not blocked that (laughs) then never would have got uh never would have got was it gorsuch Gorsuch. 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 Never would have got gorsuch on the court and Uh, garland
5: is a leftist
1: yes oh yeah oh yeah so you can credit mitch mcconnell for that i know a lot of people don't like mitch mcconnell for various reasons but that was a big deal right yeah, there. True. And then also President Bush, uh, the first President Bush, he put Clarence Thomas on the court. True. And the second President Bush put uh, Samuel Leto on the bench, which are two of the finest justices we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give credit where credit is due. We'll be back momentarily.
0: Jerusalem,
1: Bethlehem, Jericho, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, all these places you've heard about your whole life. You've read about them in the Bible. Well, guess what? We're going to go see them. That's right. March 2023, we're going to go to the Holy Land. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, my dad started taking tours to Israel as a Methodist pastor in the late 60s. And then he taught me, how to lead tour groups and I started helping him in the 80s and then he stopped doing them in the 90s and then my wife and I have been doing them ever since. So, we have a lot of experience traveling to Israel and we would love for you to come with us in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, everything about the tour is available at twholyland.com. Just go to the website right now, twholyland.com for all the information on the March 2023
2: Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. There's no doubt Roe v. Wade was a culture issue, but it was also a political issue. Does the federal government have the authority to override states' rights? The court determined in the case of Roe v. Wade, the states do have the ultimate authority to decide the abortion issue. Justice Clarence Thomas addressed that issue in his opinion. Writing the Constitution's Due Process Clause does not secure a right to an abortion or any other substantive rights. He goes on to say that other cases like Obergefell versus Hodges should be revisited. That's the Supreme Court case that redefined marriage. In essence, the Supreme Court is going through a judicial shift, moving from an activist court to a constitutionalist court thanks in no small part to President Donald Trump, who fundamentally transformed our nation's judiciary. Thank you, Mr. President. I want you to read my latest book, Culture Jihad. It's available at your favorite bookstore and toddstarns.com.
0: He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 113. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, before we get back to the news, and it's been a lot of good things to celebrate, Mm -hmm. folks. Great things to celebrate in the last uh, 72 hours or so with the... Overturning of Roe versus Wade with um, this decision today to support religious freedom. Uh, coach Kennedy won his case at the Supreme Court. That is the uh, high school football coach from the state of Washington who was fired because he uh, went to midfield of a game uh, after the game, after his games that he coached in. After the game, after the team had been released from the dressing room, he went to midfield to pray. And uh, that was his tradition. And the school said, "You can't do that. You can't pray out there on our field. You're fired." Right. Well, the Supreme Court said, "You can't do that, school system." He's a American with religious freedom, and he's not com- making it's not uh, compulsory for any of the students to attend. So you can't fire the man. So it's g- great news. Yeah. Uh, but before we get back to that, I wanted to uh, uh, on a lighter note. The University of Mississippi, yes, a.k.a. Ole Miss, won the uh, Men's uh, Baseball National Championship mm-hmm. yesterday. College World Series. College World Series, uh, defeating the uh, a very fine University of Oklahoma team who had right. be- reached the finals. Isn't it funny how you just, uh, if you don't win at all, you're the loser, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if
3: you're not first, you're last. There,
1: there, you're there, the first I read, I read it. There are 299... Division one college baseball teams in America, and two teams made it to the finals: Oklahoma and Ole Miss. And but Ole Miss won in two games
5: and to bring home
1: to the Magnolia State for the second year in a row. Uh, yeah, Mississippi
5: State won it last year. Right. So we, I was asking you, and you you did have pull up a couple of uh, examples, but I thought that's going to be pretty rare that two separate schools yeah. in the same state win back to back championships. I think you mentioned um, – I think it happened Arizona
1: and Arizona State a few years ago and maybe in California.
5: USC or, or, and
1: but, – but, but keep in mind that, uh, Mississippi is 3 million people. Right. Okay. Texas is like 25. Or I don't know. And 70.
3: everybody plays baseball. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean,
1: to have a, a what amounts to a very small state yeah. win two back-to-back national championships from two rival schools. Is, right. I don't know so
5: Mississippi had a good week. Yeah, it the was Dobbs a, case. The oh, yeah. Dobbs case from Mississippi. The Mississippi law went to the Supreme Court, and Roe versus Wade was overturned. Yeah, and then Ole Miss won the uh, championship. Obviously, those folks aren't on the same level. But, no, uh, but yeah. yeah,
3: I'm I'm happy for the state. Right. Absolutely.
1: All right. You're listening to today's issues on the American uh, Family Radio Network. Next story, Chris.
3: Well, uh, let's get into some reaction uh, to Friday's ruling from the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Again, uh, all of this had to do with a law in Mississippi that seeks to or said we're going to ban most abortions after 15 weeks. And. In the opinion over that case, the Supreme Court decided we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. What are we about to hear, Chris? Well, I've I've got a lot of sound. Let's begin here, though. Primal screams from uh, the left. No, no, I'm going <laughs> to say we're about that. to hear. I'm going to save that because we might lose somebody if I, I did I think that first. Steve.
5: Steve has a primal.
3: This is scream what they call us. in the in the biz a deep tease. So keep listening, America, because okay. you're going to hear a primal scream.
5: <laughs> that's that's uh, when Steve Jordan comes. Not Steve. We just listened to Steve yeah. Crampton. Uh, one of our assistant to general counsel for AFA. Mm-hmm. Steve Jordahl has, I think, a, a primal screen right. for us.
3: Uh, s- let's begin here. It's President Joe Biden commenting Friday on the Dobbs ruling. He said, you know, the Supreme Court got it wrong. Clip one.
6: I believe Roe v. Wade was the correct decision as a matter of constitutional law and application of the fundamental right to privacy and liberty in matters of family and personal autonomy. It was a decision on a complex matter that drew a careful balance between a woman's right to choose earlier in her pregnancy and the state's ability to regulate later in her pregnancy. A decision with broad national consensus that most Americans of faith and backgrounds found acceptable that had been the law of the land for most of the lifetime of Americans today. I will do all of my power Protect a woman's right in states where they will face the consequences of today's decision.
3: A couple of things stand out to me there. Number one, he's saying that you should have the right to choose what to do with your body. So that flies in the face of his vaccine mandates. But number two, and this is more important in my opinion, he talks about how a majority of faiths agree with abortion. I, you, that's not true. I mean, I does hes true. he's a devout Catholic. Does the no, Catholic not.
5: church, Catholic.
1: well, he
3: says he is. Yeah. Does the Catholic church <laughs> condone abortion, Ed?
5: No, absolutely not. No, he's wrong. Nancy Pelosi's wrong. All the other Catholics who, uh, in, in politics who are in favor of abortion. Um, uh, listen, the argument that the president just made that we have, uh, that you played the, the audio for, uh, misses a, a huge point and it is the point for all christians and people of no faith even who are pro-life and that's this yes this country is all about liberty it's all about freedom it's all about choice we do support uh parents making decisions for their families all those things he said but the distinction here on the abortion issue is nobody on the left cares about the unborn child if we were not talking about another human life in the equation we probably would be siding with joe biden okay yes families should make these kinds of decisions yes with regards to vaccines Mm -hmm. it should be a the choice of an individual and their doctor all those things you put that in this basket over here but the fact that you have an unborn child with a distinct DNA, uh, a chromosomal pattern, a separate heartbeat, the capacity, the uh, capability of growing into another distinct human being—that changes everything, and that negates everything the president said because he didn't say one thing about that unborn baby's rights. You
1: know, you just bingo, Ed. Uh, wh- the the you know the. The left-wingers, the pro-abortion, the so-called pro-choice, they always want to try to put us, uh, the pro-life people, on the defensive by mm. saying you don't care about the uh, woman or what if she's raped or uh, all these uh, scenarios. <clears throat> but notice they never addressed the central issue that they had just talked about. If 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 we had any reporters worth their salt that covered the White House besides Peter Ducey. And they were able to get a, a straight answer, which is rare, from the White House. It's not that from a binder? Right, right. Here, Here's what needs to be asked uh, of President Biden the next time a reporter has, <coughs> has an opportunity. Follow me here. They need to say, uh, Mr. President, you're a Catholic, a lifelong Catholic. Why is it? that the Catholic Church teaches that abortion is a mortal sin, sir. Could you explain what the reasoning is for that?
5: Yeah. Okay. What do you think he would say there, Ed? Well, he would say, I have a personal belief that is in line with my religious belief. Which is what? Which is that uh, abortion is a mortal sin, but I don't have the right to force that on anyone else. I think that's generally their explanation like Nancy Pelosi. Um so so you're you, you so he would separate himself uh,
1: a more uh, this is what I would like him to answer. Why is it a mortal sin? What what is it about abortion that makes it a mortal it's sin? It's murder. Okay, so you're 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 uh, advocating that uh, you're saying that you agree with the church that abortion is murder but you're going to uh, stand up for the right to people to commit murder
5: yes that's and that's that's the the answer to his argument and to Nancy Pelosi and all that is you don't have to rely on religion okay. to determine that murder's wrong uh, you, you 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 could you could you could rely on the constitution okay. and the right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness okay. this logic or illogic that we just exposed yeah. by Biden
1: and other Catholics in particular who and other people who say they're Christians and they're opposed to abortion, but they don't believe in uh, stopping it, trying to right. stop it. Uh, let's, let's just uh, replace the word and, and follow how this logic <clears throat> plays out. If I were to say to Biden, uh, President Biden, you are a Catholic. Your church teaches that slavery is immoral, okay, and, and is evil and is a sin. Slavery, uh, yet you say you're personally opposed to slavery, right, Mr. Biden? But you don't want, you shouldn't, you don't think that should be imposed on other people who
5: are in favor of slavery, right? You just and so right back at you, you just bingoed. Because nobody would do that. Nobody would say, yes, my religion teaches me that sex trafficking is wrong, but I don't think I should impose those religious beliefs on the culture. No, we all understand that slavery, sex trafficking, murder is wrong, you don't have to defend it on religious grounds. You just simply say you're not allowed to steal young girls and force them into the sex trade. You're not allowed to buy and sell human beings because that is an affront to human dignity and natural law. And you're not allowed to murder innocent human beings, even if they're in a mother's womb. I would just like to see one reporter. that You're not given an opportunity to Biden much because they,
1: yeah. they hide him. From he'll go on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, no, <laughs> he right. didn't take ABC. any questions on Friday. No, no. So yeah. they, they his handlers don't want him answering questions, and we all know the reasons why he can't. He rambles. He has a hard time putting his words together. And you're going to ask him for something like logic <laughs> on something like this. You're you're not. He's not going to be forced. And again, unless it's Peter Ducey who's going to ask him a question. You would have to have time for two or three follow-ups because at first he would obfuscate like his uh, press secretaries do on hard questions or ramble or get back to you or circle back or I don't I haven't read that. That's what the lady – what's this uh, name of this young lady who's a
5: – Jean-Pierre.
1: Yeah, she, her thing is uh, I, I haven't seen that or haven't read that or I didn't hear what he said. Mm. I'll get back to you. And of course, that never happens. But I would just like one of them to say, Mr. President, why – what is the – why does your church teach that abortion is murder? Would you comment on that? And just make him comment. Make him right. say, well, they teach it's murder because it's an unborn baby that is made in the image of God that's being dismembered in the womb. That's why they teach it's murder. And
5: human life is sacred.
1: Right. But, yeah. you're, but you're for protecting the right to do that, sir, right? You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Draw it out a little bit more than these emotions – of well, pro-choice just like it's a Ford or a Chevy, right? <laughs> uh, right. Or, it's right. Van- or it's vanilla or chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way the left tries to present this without factoring what you just said, Ed. That would be fine. Everybody's free. People having a choice between a Ford or Chevy. But what about if there, if it's an innocent, unborn human life involved, who's, and we've mentioned before here, uh, and I don't like to say it, but it needs to be mentioned as part of the discussion here and I'll warn people if you ch- have children in the car listening right now, the reason abortion is called murder by the Catholic church and others is because it's a human life that is stopped. It's destroyed. If that human life were left on its own, it would grow uh, the nine months and then mm-hmm. be delivered into the world and be a right uh a, 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 what we call a baby right but what they do to these babies in abortion clinics is a horror movie it's yes, barbarism it huh it is you're talking about dismembering these unborn babies and putting them reassembling their parts on a table and
5: while they're living
1: that's what we're talking about people yes When they talk about, that's why it's not Ford or Chevy. Right. And also they, I know they inject uh, women with saline solutions, which scalds the unborn baby to death. Those are just two methods uh, that I'm aware of. Now, so I'm just saying that uh, uh, that's the reason the Catholic Church says that it's a mortal sin. And, and yet Biden and Pelosi and others call themselves good Catholics, they defend that. Mm-hmm. They defend right. the right to do that. All right. But anyway, the, the, the bottom line is it's a great ruling by the Supreme Court on Friday overturning Roe versus Wade. Now the work begins at the state level. Red states. Many red states have already enacted. Uh, do you have that list?
3: Uh, yeah. I don't have that list. Um, South Dakota, I know. It's, it's trigger. They call them trigger laws. Look it up. It's South uh, Dakota,
1: Missouri, Oklahoma. Um. Now Mississippi did today. They enacted mm-hmm. their their law. Alabama, I think.
5: Arkansas. The these are, and by trigger yeah. laws, what we mean is these are states that passed bans on abortion that would be triggered. And become law. Have should the Supreme Court ever overturn?
1: Give me the Roe list of states Roe. where, where this t- where pro life laws now uh, are in effect.
3: Yeah, this is from the <clears throat> Pro Abortion Guttmacher Institute. Uh, the list includes Kentucky, Louisiana, South Dakota, uh, Idaho, Tennessee, Texas. You get into Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, or Missouri. North Dakota, Oklahoma, Utah, Wyoming, and again, all that's kind of very, uh varying in terms of the language they have there. But bottom line, those states that I just read off there have triggered uh, the
1: red states, mm. basically. So anyway. You're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story, Chris. Well,
3: let's mention this because it does involve uh, Nancy Pelosi, and and it gets into the election issue there. Uh, In her reaction to all this on Friday, the Dobbs ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade, Speaker Pelosi told reporters that this issue, this court ruling, is going to be on the ballot in November. Clip two.
6: Democrats will keep fighting ferociously to enshrine Roe v. Wade into the law of the land. This cruel ruling is outrageous and heart-wrenching, but make no mistake, again, it's all on the ballot in November. The Supreme Court has ended a constitutional right. This is 50 years proclaimed a constitutional right.
3: Now, she went on to say, how dare these justices uh, do this when they sat before the Senate and told them that Roe v. Wade was the law of the land? Which is, I found kind of ironic, uh, you had a politician accusing somebody of lying, but I digress.
5: Well, the, you know, Plessy versus uh, Ferguson, um, the, you know, the Dred Scott decision. The Supreme Court has had rulings before that were in place for a long time. I, I understand the point she's trying to make because it was, because it was a, a, a enshrined as a constitutional right for f- almost 50 years uh, that it should remain forever does not address the issue about whether or not it was rightly decided Mm -hmm. to begin with and whether it is uh, an immoral ruling like the Dred Scott decision, legalizing slavery.
1: Yes. Listen,
5: Uh, we conservatives have many
1: times over the last 50 years, she mentioned 50 years, been uh, on the losing end of Supreme court decisions and uh, felt depressed and, and uh, felt helpless. And why? Because uh, you know, the Supreme Court is called that for a reason. They have the final say in what's constitutional what isn't across the United States. Only way you change that is to change lawmakers and/or to change the makeup of the Supreme Court. And or the and or and or the federal bench, the appellate court system. So uh, these people by these people, I mean, Biden and Pelosi and Vice President Harris and all these people that are whining and complaining. uh, You know what? They lost the game. Okay, Mm -hmm. and there's no appeal. Uh, There's no appeal. They have lost and they lost 63 in the in the Roe versus Wade decision. And I don't think this will be revisited or changed in our lifetime. That could be proven to be wrong. We'll see by our lifetime. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the next 25, 30 years or so. I don't think this is going to change. And quite frankly, by by this I mean that abortion is going to be left to the states. And I don't think that you're going to be able to build up enough momentum in uh, in, uh national elections or Senate elections based on abortion rights or the abortion uh, promoting abortion to substantially change Congress or change the uh, courts. I really don't see that uh, at all. So I don't know what these, so this is going to be sound and fury uh, signifying nothing. In the next few days, this is all going to end. This is all going to go away. Quite frankly, this is very, even though it's got so a lot of natural tension, the protests have been very minimal. Uh, when you can say, well, this happened in Longmont, Colorado, where the crisis pregnancy center got hit, and they, maybe, there's, maybe there's 20 other examples, uh, which is serious. Mm-hmm. I don't discredit that at all. Uh, but, and you got uh, a few protests out in San Francisco and LA and New York, liberal places that abortion law is not going to change anyway. I'm just saying, I don't see any momentum for these, for the pro abortion, pro choice side. And I don't think it's going to help the Democrat party in November or going forward because people are going to say, well, we, my, I live in, uh, the pro, even the pro-abortion pro abortion okay, pro they're going to say, well, I live in New York. We already we, we haven't changed any of our laws. So what do you want me to do about what
5: they do in Mississippi? Right. <laughs> well, they've got two. They have two choices. The first is to Who's uh, they uh, the pro-abortion. Okay. Side. What are they? They they can amend the constitution, which isn't going to happen because you have to have three fourths of the state legislatures, right? And they're in the minority in terms of states. So you're not going to get. not going to happen. You're not going to amend the constitution and enshrine a right to abortion in the Constitution. That'll as never government. happen. That, that will at least, not like in you our said, lifetime. not in our lifetime. The only other thing they could do is pack the court. I don't know that they have the votes to do that. If they were able to pack the Supreme Court, and by that what we normally mean is put a bunch of uh, uh, opening, may, may create uh, a bunch of openings on the Supreme Court, increase the number from like 9 to 13, and President Biden gets to nominate four liberal justices and then have another case come up and and have a ruling. I don't see that happening. I certainly don't see that happening before November, and then if they lose the House and the Senate, they can't do it even then.
1: Yeah, you know, another another person that deserves credit here for the Supreme Court's decision is Harry Reid. Harry Reid uh, is a Democrat uh Senate majority leader for, I don't know, 10 years or so. He passed away from, he was a Mormon.
5: Nevada, I think. From Nevada. It? He
1: he got so frustrated at uh, the rules of the Senate blocking judicial appointments, federal judicial appointments of Obama, uh, that, well, I think he was a majority leader. I th- yeah. I think that's right. He, he decided he would do away with the filibuster with respect to. Uh, judiciary, yeah, judiciary. They nuked it. They nuked it, which was the only, which was the weapon that the left, the Democrats, used to block. You remember, uh, first it was Bork, Robert Bork, yeah,
5: and, and oh, other Miguel Estrada. They, they and blocked, others. yeah.
1: Well, uh, uh, so Harry Reid said, uh, "No, we just need to have a majority vote." It was it, so that's what was instituted, and that helped the Republicans, particularly President Trump, immensely. Mm-hmm. And getting yes. get, getting his federal judges uh, appointed, so and the Supreme Court to make up changed, so the and the people who've worked long and hard, uh, many of us, many listening right now, and given money and prayed and time and energy and effort, blood, sweat and tears, uh, for the pro life cause. Over the last 40 50 years,
5: yeah. Uh, That was difficult, too. They need to be commended. Because it it looked like to them, probably, it might never happen. Yet they continued to. It's kind of like the end of slavery in the British Empire with William Wilberforce and others. And then here in the United States, people worked for decades to right a wrong, even though it maybe looked hopeless. So this is encouragement, folks, for you out there who are fighting, continuing to fight these battles at school boards and your libraries where they're having... You know, uh, drag queens come in and uh, keep fighting for what you believe is right. Do not America's give up. America's worth saving. Yes, it is. Uh,
1: as I've said many times, there's nowhere else to sail to. We can't go start over anywhere that I right. could see on the planet. Right. So this is our, our last great hope for
5: self-government and uh, religious freedom and for freedom in general. And and I'll tell you, it's it's one of the few places on earth, Tim, that has liberty and freedom rooted in a morality that is rooted in the Bible. There's not a whole lot of places that that do that still. Places like Poland might be included mm-hmm. in it.
3: We're talking about drag queens. There was a uh, Drag Queen Story Hour event last week for four hours. Drag Queen Story Hour for four hours Rare. at a zoo in Montana. At a zoo. At a zoo. That's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In
1: Montana. In
3: Montana, Billings, Montana. Zoo Montana. Are you we telling me
1: it. the the animals were subjected to this?
3: Yes. They huh? sure were. Did, did the monkeys protest? <laughs> the seagulls were on one end of the argument from the doves, <laughs> but yes, birds of prey.
1: Uh, At at some future meeting, Chris, I'd like to know where you pulled that story out (laughs) to end
3: our hour. Oh, no, we covered that last week in a couple of different ways. That I must have been gone. Not not where the birds were, but uh, that's for NPR. But, uh, yeah, we covered that. You can find that story at AFN.net.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we shall return in five minutes with more of today's issues here on American Family Radio. Stay with us.